welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. We got a great show for you today. But if you didn't listen to last week's show, stop this one, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and listen to this one. Brian opened up pretty good last week about his love life and how the female orgasm can sometimes be hard to achieve. So this week, we're bringing in a special guest. We're bringing in his woman to talk openly about it. He wants to give her maximum pleasure. She wants to achieve it. So Two and a Half Chicks is going to try and advise the situation. We bring our experience from what we know. Like, what have we learned? What have we uncovered all these years? And how can we help a fellow woman with hers? We're back. It's me, Tess, Monica, and Brian. Hi. Hi. Monica, that was bad. So we're here to uh, like a porn talk star. to you again. Sorry, Tess. Gotta... Who sounds like a porn star? You? No, Monica's like, hi. I'm like a fake porn star. I, I pretend to be one, and then I like psych. <laughs> Fantasy porn star. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're here to revisit one of the topics we talked about recently in one of our episodes. It was our Whiskey Dick episode. We decided to bring a guest on the show. We actually spoke quite a bit, circumstantially, about the experiences of this guest when we were in our last episode, and we decided to bring her on to speak for herself. So, Brian, why don't you introduce our guest? Okay, everybody. I would love to introduce you to my girl, M. Say hi, Em. <laughs> hi. Hi, Em. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was the reason she's on the show because I, I talk too much and I talk so much about my sex life and everything else, and I brought her into it. I spoke to her afterwards and I thought she was going to be a little upset, but she wasn't upset at all. She actually listened to the episode and said, oh, yeah, those are some good ideas Tess had. <laughs> so I was Damn, like, you're a it. saint, actually, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, she really is. So um, she said it was, I, sorry, I lost track of thought here on that one. Thinking of a saint and me in, in the same room together seems weird. But um, <laughs> but she did take some of the advice to heart and she actually did some work. She listens to different podcasts and tries to work on herself, as we all should. I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself and basically like what it's like to date me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so just tell us a little about yourself. Dish, um, dish. All right. Well, um, don't hold back, M. <laughs> I am 48. I am less experienced and more wholesome than Monica. <laughs> no, not wholesome. You can count on less than two hands from the number of partners I've had. <laughs> yeah, that means that means 16. <laughs> she doubles it, right? Raise that women are double or triple, right? No. <laughs> and Cut do you want to compare the numbers? Oh, that's sure. a dangerous game. You sure? <laughs> yeah, she can. Sure. Just Emma. I already know her number. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing that Mine game. Mine is nine. Totally. Ooh, eight. Oh, we're so close. <laughs> you lose, Monica, or you win. Yeah, which <laughs> Tess, how about you? <laughs> oh, no, I don't play the numbers game. <laughs> that's okay. We, that we specifically left out Tess and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I think I we ran. have a reputation here. I don't know. Tess, I ran out of fingers and toes when I was 18. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Go ahead, hon. Talk about it. I've been married twice. My husband passed away six years ago. Until I met Brian, I hadn't had sex for six years. <laughs> Plus, from the time I was pregnant, because... No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Oh, hang on, sorry. I'd like to ask this. Ask anything you want. Before I had to, I said the number nine, what did you think my number was? I'm curious. You told me already, Monica. Yeah. I knew yours. Oh. I mean, I probably, I, I mean, I would have, I wouldn't have guessed high double digits at all. I didn't give it a thought, Monica, to be honest, but if you probably would have asked me beforehand, I probably would have thought low double digits, if anything. You know, if, if double digits at all. Yeah. I, I didn't really think about it, but I think it made sense. 
So now we know her number is eight, okay, which is oh, no, one less than Monica. On. I hear wailing. Sorry, V. Sorry, guys. There's wailing out there. Oh, God, I hear her too. Son of a bitch. Kids don't fucking have them. <laughs> too late. Right, Monica? But you know what? We have older kids. We're done with that. We're good. We're we're done with that. We're good. We can be smug like... (laughs) You have the kind of kids now you can give back. Grandkids. Yeah. So I went on a date with a decent guy. I mean, I'm not going to say like I felt fireworks or anything or I saw fireworks or anything. We just really get along. Like I say that even if there weren't there would be nothing happening we would still be good friends like we have that yeah that's cool that's awesome it's just really a matter of practicing and getting comfortable right yeah that's the minimum and then i'm talking to another guy on the same app so let's see how that goes out look at you go that's awesome which one are you gonna fuck i i don't know yet <laughs> i have you're, your you're, you're ruining the show you should be talking about this later <laughs> But it's supposed to be M's episode, so... It's not just her. I, I want to hear which one you're going to fuck, too. <laughs> I, Sorry, I, we can I, revisit. I, we can revisit. We'll revisit. We'll revisit. We found out the numbers. You said you'd been married a couple times. It hadn't been... It had been six years, and then enter Brian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I entered her, too. So, yes, enter me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I would so, hope so. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, sorry, M. You were saying that you had eight customers. Customers. <laughs> <laughs> You were uh, very unexperienced, and then you meet me, of all people. Uh-huh. Yep. So how was, was that? that like? How was, get, how yeah, was getting was to know like? me? How did that go in your world? Um. Well, we started out as just friends for our first few dates. Like, I think we're both kind of each other's opposite type. We're not each other's typical types. She says but, that, but uh, I'm, I'm everybody's type. <laughs> <laughs> our first date, so my, my friends asked me how it went, and I said, well, he's really nice. But he grooms his eyebrows. <laughs> yes, yeah. he does. And his, and his arms. Everything gets groomed. We said, what's she like? Well, I said, well, she's really nice, but you can sand your walls with her hands. Aww. <laughs> you hadn't touched my hands. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I told her that later. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> one of his first comments to me were, I showed up wearing pink combat boots. He goes, oh, those are cute. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in me that knows me knows, oh, those are cute means, what the F are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's not I the think most, that would look cute. <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, her six-year-old is the fashion consultant in the house for her. So that should tell you something. <laughs> and I walked outside before, and the kid is wearing a unicorn horn on her head. So that's the fashion consultant. <laughs> But anyway, we got to know each other a little better, and then you realize what it's like to date somebody from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. And it's awesome. Oh, that's nice. Like but, I said to her um, the other day, I said, do you realize how weird I am? And she's like, more than I already know. <laughs> well, do you want to tell him why you said you were weird? Yeah, I like what I because I said I named my pimple or something. Or I, I forgot what I it was called. Like toothpaste. I don't know. Tell me what it was. Peeing on the side of the toilet so it would make oh. noise. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. I said to her, I went to the bathroom. I was like, Did you hear me in there? She's like, No. I go, oh, phew, Thank God. I go, You want to know how weird I am? I literally pee on the side of the toilet so they don't hear the water, not outside the toilet, yeah. on the side of the bowl, so Demetrius. I could see that look on your face. So she doesn't hear the splashing of the toilet. And I was like, you know, when I'm in that bathroom sexually, like when I'm using an organ that's used for sex, so 
I don't want anybody to know anything about that bathroom type, even if it's urination. So that's how weird I am. Yes, he's 100% I wish right. I had a, a picture of Demetrius's face right now because oh, he's just a great face. What the hell? <laughs> Takes consideration to a whole new level. I know. I got, I, got, I got sexual problems here, buddy. You know, When it comes to that stuff, I don't want you to know I do anything in that bathroom. It doesn't exist in this dojo. You don't want to mix the moods, right? That's right. And then, right, then, then when she was leaving, she had some pen mark on her leg. And I said, what do you, if you're going to write, write on yourself, make it useful, like put an arrow pointing to your clip. <laughs> make it useful. If men don't know where it is by now. It's at the bottom, right? It's at the yeah. bottom. Sorry, honey. Go ahead. I, I know. I, 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 this is what she deals with every single day. I'm high energy, <laughs> honey, right? High energy. Yeah. Um, you were asking what it's like to date someone from Jersey? Yeah. First time Brian met my mom, beforehand Brian was like, oh, moms love me. I'm great with mo- I'm great with parents. They all love me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my mom is quite a pack rat and also super insecure about it. Like she's a perfectionist. So you don't talk about her flaws like they're not a talkable subject. Brian walks in and goes, oh, her house and goes, oh, it looks like a flea market in here. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was eclectic. Yeah. He, Brian said, I was just trying to be nice, like eclectic, cool. So my mom starts trying to justify it, saying, oh, well, that was my great-grandmother's, and this is important because blah, blah, blah. And so Brian <laughs> doesn't pick up on the cue that she's getting defensive and says, but you got Pyrex on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not old. That's just Pyrex. Now, at this point, now I'm thinking, this woman just a hoarder, you know? So, <laughs> so now you're challenging her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult to date me. I get that. I tell her all the time, look, I know I'm a pain in the ass, but I like to think I'm work fit in the end. Yeah, you are. Okay, good. I was like, that was like quite a pause there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. No, I in the beginning, I got my feelings hurt a lot. Like, he'd just say, your kitchen's a mess. This is too dirty. You can't have it like this. And I'd be kind of like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. But then he'd help me clean it. So I figured. That's right. Well, not bad. <laughs> yeah. Clean everything. Garage, kitchens, everything. I just want, mm-hmm. I want to be in a, in a safe space. Yeah. So having grown up in a house where you just don't talk about your imperfections, you try and hide them and you're embarrassed about them, it's kind of nice to have them out on the table. <laughs> so I'm appreciating the jersey. Yeah. You know? it, it, there's a lot of dirt on that table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So speaking of dirt on that table, honey, uh, I brought up in the last episode that um, I feel kind of bad that I can't bring you to maximum pleasure every single time we're together. <laughs> So how do you want to attack this subject, Em? Do you want us to jump right in with questions or do you want to talk about, you know, you know, where you've come this week since you listened to the episode or like, do you want us to start or do you want to start? Um, You can just ask questions. That's fine. All right, ladies, go for it. In that original episode, we were talking about, first of all, we we're talking about whiskey dick and a guy that like lasts way too long because he's been drinking. Right. And then we got talking from there about, you know. How long is too long for a woman if the guy is lasting too long? And then we got talking about how it is bringing somebody to orgasm in general, like if there's trouble bringing somebody to orgasm, right? So I think, like, I wrote down a whole bunch of questions here, like maybe we could to talk about to get your perspective on it. Um, and one of the first things that popped into my mind when we were talking about it, when he was saying that it was really hard, was do you have that trouble by yourself? Yeah. Do you normally masturbate? And if you masturbate, do you? 
can you, does it happen quickly or does it, is it the same situation as when you were the partner? It's the same situation. Well, it didn't used to be, but it has been lately. And, uh, it kind of coincided with when lately? we started yeah, dating. Yeah, that's sex in six years. I know. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I couldn't masturbate for six years. Yeah, I know. That, that means I'm the problem. Wait, but wait, that's an important point though. During that six years, did you abstain or did you have a, did you, you know, masturbate during that time? For the first couple of years, I didn't because I was grieving and I had an sure. infant that slipped in my bed. And um, oh, yeah. so not for a couple of years, but then I started getting back in the swing of masturbating every once in a while. And it was, it worked fine. It was a different feeling because I had a C-section. So I'd get like weird sensations in my C-section scar. So it kind of changed where feelings were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was totally unprepared for how stressful it is to date as a mom as a single mm. mom. And so there was all the stress that came, not just from Brian, just not just from <laughs> who you Did are, I, but just from... Yeah, she says my name, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree, Ani. I know I brought a lot of stress into your world. I get it. I'm not easy to handle. <laughs> so just from dating as a single mom, like it, there are all these complications. So I think that is kind of messing things up, but I don't, I don't know what's going on ex- actually. I was wondering, do you think that you get desensitized quickly? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think I'm lacking sensation down there. And that's like a new change since we started dating. And it has, really has nothing to do with Brian's skills in, in bed because he's really quite skillful. <laughs> She's not lying, folks. <laughs> not to toot your own dick or anything. No. Well, yeah. no. by 18, you couldn't count. You couldn't count it on two hands. And obviously, you've got experience. Yeah, but it also depends on the partner, too. Like, you know, the two people, it takes two to tango. And, yes. you know, as inexperienced as she is, she is unbelievably, she said something really sexual and sensual to me the other day. What more sensual? She said, Oh my God, you just touch me and I'm already ready. She goes, You really don't need to put in the work, but I need <laughs> to put in the work because I want to make sure. And then that same time, at that same time, we had it in the morning and you said you had your first, like not first, but one of your most weirdest orgasms because you said you, it was an internal one. Hmm. Yeah, that was the first. So you mm-hmm. said I was a first at something, well, right? You're evoking <laughs> you're evoking desire in her, Brian, for sure. So it's just a matter of tapping into the parts of you, I think, M that are dormant. If you know with women, it's very use it or lose it. Like if you don't use it, it's like very easy to lose it. Oh, she's so, using it, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think like there's certain things that are easier or harder to wake up than others, right? So I mean we we can all be a vessel, you know. Um, I think it's really about getting some of that other sensation back, right? More the clitoral sensation or, you know, getting the body response back. Yeah, for sure. And I just don't know what's going on. Like when we started dating, I started having all kinds of hip issues. Like my hips were cracking all the time. And then I had one hip that just has been hurting since we started dating. Yeah, I know about that. I just am looking up whatever I can find out. And like I've read that hips carry a lot of emotional stress and then like, I do a lot of yoga. So I read that it, they're tied in with the sacral chakra, which is also where your sexual mm-hmm. organs are. So I don't know if it's tied to that at all, but I have no idea what's going on. It could on. be because I'm just blasting you out. <laughs> <laughs> just located her hip joints, Brian. <laughs> That's right, Monica. Giddy up. My doctor actually did ask that because I mentioned that the hip pain coincided with when we started dating and he asked if it was from any wild sex. So crazy enough, you had a lot of 
You had to talk to a lot of different doctors when you started dating me. Yeah. <laughs> Mental, physical. I'm a tornado, yep, honey. Yep, you are. <laughs> Tessa brought up something that you mentioned to me when you listened to the episode about trying to find if there's like a, like a fantasy world or some kind of, you know, something in your mind that can move this along. Because I told you from day one, if you want to face fuck me and think of somebody else when we're in that bedroom, I don't care what you do. Am I lying? Uh, can I clarify? Is that what you mean by Facebook? You mean picture somebody else? Is that what that is? Yeah, if you want to picture somebody. Yeah, okay. if she wants a picture, yeah. I don't care. I even said to her, you can even talk about who your celebrity crush is. Maybe think about him. She's like, I don't watch <laughs> enough TV for that. I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Monica can teach you a thing or two. Yes, I can definitely talk to you about it. <laughs> but I had said to her, when we close that bedroom door, you, anything you want, that's how open I am. Freak me out. Do whatever you want. You know, whatever you feel the need to do or say, go for it. That's where I was going next. Is I was like, even when you're alone masturbating and you have the same issues, do you do you rely wholly on physical sensation or do you use do you picture stuff, a scene or something? Usually, that it's you mostly on physical sensation. But since it hasn't been working lately, like I usually just get distracted and then fall asleep <laughs> before <laughs> anything actually happens. I don't. So. I don't know who's gonna win the sympathy vote here, me or her. <laughs> do you use a uh, machinery or do you use your hand your fingers no i've never owned any machinery before oh boy um so just my hand <laughs> and if, if let me tell you if you knew what her hands felt like i feel bad for her for being yes if your hands are not smooth you could definitely be desensitizing yourself like mm, you're, you're scratching yourself so when you right. finally um in the act you know you're having sex it's like they've been you know, you're just desensitized is what I'm trying to say. Do you use lube or lotion or something? No, I don't. You should try that. Yeah, that's that's huge. Okay. Yeah, that's huge. Well, we yeah. bought some massage oil we're going to try out and we're going to, you know. Mm-mm. No, oil. it should be. It should be. Water-based. Yes. 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 Oil can yep. throw off a woman's pH and create infections. You don't want oil down there. Okay. Not not near Good the know, opening anyway. Water based yeah. yeah, get we some water based lube anyway because I already told her I want to go the other way too. You know what I'm talking about, honey. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Get, yeah, well, yeah, get a water based, uh, definitely a water based one for for using it because obviously, like when you're when it's dry, it's just way harder. Oh, let me tell you something. Dry is not her problem. Well, how does it work for guys? Is it better with lube or better dry? I mean, better with lube, uh, right? Lotion. Loop if somebody else is doing use. it. Dry is okay. Guys are and guys, okay with just spit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're You're not. Probably Monica. right. First of all, the smell of <laughs> saliva are. down there, like you know, smell of dried yeah, saliva is disgusting. Because after Ew. they get done doing that, and they start touching your face, and you so smell you... that stinky saliva on your head. Oh, no, thank you. Gosh. So you let's think change that... the subject. Oh, geez. Okay. So do you <laughs> no, think that guys, ahead. so is it that guys all have like a, a bottle of lubricant right next to their bed to use? No, no, I don't what need do lubricant. What do guys use? What do I guys just use? use my hand. So dry. Yeah, I could use it dry. Absolutely. I could use both, but it, who wants to use the lubricant? Because then you got to get up and clean yourself. I just want to go to bed afterwards. You got some nods over there. Demetrius, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're lucky if we go get a paper towel. I could say the same thing because I don't like to go to bed sticky. Sometimes it makes a really yeah. big difference in the experience. So I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. I well, gotta, I'll I gotta tell you use what, the lube. Tomorrow, I'm gonna go out and buy my girl some water-based lubricant so she could work it. <laughs> and honestly, less is more. Like if you're really, really wet mm-hmm. and you're rubbing it, you as long as you're consistent, it doesn't have to be rubbing it really, really hard. It's now we're gonna get into the whole mental thing of it because it's really more mental than physical for women, right? So uh, I agree. Do you, so I want to chime in yeah. here and basically say, Tess, that. I think mm-hmm. that I do create a lot of stress in her world. I'm arguing with her mom right now. I complain about the kid. I, I, I create a lot of stress in your world. I know this, right? This is not a secret. You balance the stress well with lots of good stuff, though. Oh, okay. There's more good than stress. Way more good. Okay. Thank you, honey. Lately in the last month, when I told you guys a couple episodes ago, I realized when I said to her, I don't think I like your kid because she reminds me of me. I've started to recognize that more. And now for the last month, this kid's been great. You know, and this was just a meltdown because the Wi-Fi went down. She called him daddy yesterday, the other day. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got, wow. I did. I got That's called daddy. What did I say? Em? What, what did I say to you when, when that happened? And he said, no, I'm buh. Daddy's up there. <laughs> and pointed and, up to heaven. But because we were both kind of like, oh, shit, like we're not ready for that. Yeah, no. But what I also oh. said, that, what I also said was, buh can leave whenever he wants. Daddy's got to uh-huh. stick around. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> she was like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not that's right. Six year old Brian? No, I told her. No, he's to her mother. Oh, <laughs> Only my to her goodness. mother. I told her, Buzz, fun. Buzz goes out to dinner and everything, but daddy gets implicated oh, for, okay. for child support. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my kid. Let's get into the mental aspect of it all. Do you ever have any go-tos mentally? You said it's mostly physical sensation that you rely upon. Have you ever explored your fantasy brain? Yeah, I have. Like, I have some standard fantasies. And, like, I tried when I was having trouble and just kept falling asleep and couldn't ever climax when I was by myself. I, like, one podcast I heard was about erotica so i tried like some audio stories and stuff and they're okay but um you don't have to share what they are or anything i'm just wondering like just if you have something because heck i'm not sharing what mine are if you have something (laughs) um that's go to like to me i feel like I i feel like a lot of people don't really know just what they can be into until they start exploring it right so i feel like it kind of opens up a can of worms once you start exposing yourself to stuff, what you may or may not be turned on by. And you have to almost like clear the space in your brain and allow yourself to really ponder and get into certain fantasy type situations in order to know what turns you on or watch different types of movies with different types of subject matter. Like you have to expo- expose yourself to know what turns you on. Here's a perfect example of what's going on. You know, the child is here while we're trying to record this and the child is crying because the Wi-Fi went down and now she's lost. So this is the kind of stress that she has in her world, because if anything goes wrong as a single parent, we've been moms. We know. Right. Exactly. You guys get it. There's this there's this ongoing episode of balancing between me. You know, her mom, her job that she's trying to do, you know, as as a single mom, she has her own business and the child. And I guess I could be me and the child at the same time. But this is the (laughs) kind of stuff that she's thinking about all the time. This is in her head. Yeah, no, we get it. Monica and I have been moms of small children. We get it. We get it. We do get it. I feel like I'm I'm very similar to M in that I think and, and M, you can 
you can correct me if I'm wrong. We were both raised in households that had a lot of sex shaming, like repressed, repressed our sexual desires, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if, do you feel shame for letting yourself think really wild and crazy things? Because I do. That's why I'm very repressed. Because even though it's, it's, I'm by myself and nobody knows what my thoughts are, I feel shame to think really crazy things out there. And I know I shouldn't. Yeah, I'd say now that you say that, probably, yeah. Like if in my family, it was just something that you never talked about. Like I knew from the time I was little, like how babies are made. Like we had a book with little illustrations about like a penis and sperm and all that kind of eggs and stuff. But talking about sex as something pleasurable or anything other than like just the biological aspect of how it's done, like you just or being didn't really do that freaky and you didn't about wanna, it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard for me for me to have let go of that shame or trying to let go of it. I still haven't let go of it. So I can relate to you in that sense. Well, you can't go from zero to 60 either. Yeah, that's why, Tess, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's in our head, like deep-seated right. in our head. It's a process. Like, I don't think you can go from being, you know, reserved about it to a freak overnight. And I'm not saying you should become a freak anyway. But I'm saying, like, in order to tap into your sexuality and free your sexuality, You have to allow yourself to explore is all. There's different ways of doing that if you can't do it automatically. Where my husband and I got our start was we knew that with two kids, a blended family and a baby, we weren't going to, sex was not going to be the first thing on our brain at the end of the day. Like it just wasn't. Like we just had way too much stress in our lives. We both had full-time jobs. Our kid was in daycare. The boys were going back and forth. Sex wasn't the first thing in our brain. But we said, you know what? We don't want to lose ourselves as a couple. So we started exposing ourselves to things like we started sharing erotic photography with each other, writing each other some stories, listening to podcasts, because we thought we want to be able to have something on the brain that's going to help us as a couple. So you have to start somewhere to explore what may or may not appeal to you. It's a process for sure. It's not something that you know how to tap into right off the bat. But my experience has been that my sexuality woke up tenfold once my thoughts were the leading factor, not my body. That was just, you know, my experience. And, and it's something I felt like was really freeing to me. I just don't think it was fair to her to go out after six years of not being with anybody to walk into my world. <laughs> big shock. What do you mean? For someone that's been with eight people, right? And then you come into my world and I'm just like crazy about sex and been with multiple people or everything. And now... Maybe you feel like there's a little bit to live up to in a weird way. Or you're going to expand her horizons, one or the other. Yeah, I guess there's like a very slight fear in the back of my head that maybe like down the road, I won't be enough or something or that you'll get bored of me. But on the other hand, like I feel you have the ability to open me up and I look forward to that. I just have trouble. Like it's hard not feeling embarrassed to talk about sex and stuff and I don't know. It's kind of built in for 48 years. <laughs> this is what you were talking about, Monica. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's a wall, like an emotional wall, mental wall. I don't know what the term would be. but So, all right, let me ask you this. Would you feel more comfortable, M, alone or with Brian to explore some ideas to figure out what might mentally stimulate you? Maybe exploring some different types of content and seeing when you read it or watch it, do you get a reaction to it? Because that can be a whole adventure in itself for either you alone or the two of you. You might not get a lot of alone time, but it would that be something that's appealing to you to just like 
I'm not saying put sex aside, but at, like, don't do it while you're having sex. Do it as a separate thing outside of sex where you just do it as a, an activity just to like expose yourself to some stuff and see what it feels. Yeah, I could do that alone and with Brian. Yeah. I feel there's a lot of pressure on me now. (laughs) (laughs) Hope I can perform. What what do you mean perform? You're just there to watch the movie or read the story or whatever she's doing with her. And you just get to be there to hear whether she likes it or doesn't like it. Like, does it appeal? Does it not appeal? Oh, no. She's, yeah, she's listened to some of our episodes and made comments to me about Something, I don't know, I guess we talked about me having sex or something one time. And I think you made a little comment, like, kind of turned me on a little, hun. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But, but whatever uh, it was that turned you on, what was that? And then, like, think about that. And how can you expand on that? You know, some women like bad boys. People have control fantasies. For some women, it's romance. So it's about watching different things and then what triggers you in a, a response in you, right? Or reading, mm-hmm, watching, reading. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I think maybe it's, I think she might have a little bit of a woman fetish because she asked the other day if my sister used to put makeup on me when I was a kid. So. <laughs> what does that have to do with sex? Maybe, maybe you oh want me to God. look like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> not going in that direction? Not a, not a woman no. thing at all? No. Never been on your I radar? <laughs> you didn't have the college experience? If you showed up with eyeshadow and mascara, I don't think it would turn me on. <laughs> okay. Tess, what? What would you say about the fact that I understand that it's mental, you know, the mental limitations or the blockages. There's also the fact that there are a lot of women out there who cannot reach orgasm by just having an internal orgasm. Does that make sense? Like they need the frontal stimulation. So is there something to do for 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 women to be able to reach an orgasm? I don't know if the mental blockages will help. With the internal orgasm. Is that the way? I can only speak from experience for me. I never had any mental uh, blockages or shame around sex. My mom was extremely open, talked to my sister and I about sex. But I never had vaginal orgasms until I learned how to stimulate my G-spot. Once I learned how to stimulate my G-spot and I learned how to squirt, then vaginal orgasms became a regular thing. So for me, it was a physical opening up, not a mental one. Okay. How did you learn how to do that? Yeah. I never... Okay, shh. Shit. Why don't you tell M how to do that? I'd love <laughs> to hear this one. I don't know what squirt means. Monica. <laughs> I don't Monica, know. I'm going to have to like, show you some porn. Sorry. Yeah, women have women have a G-spot inside your vagina. If you were to put your fingers inside your vagina, curve them upward, come back towards your pubic bone, you would find a spot inside. But when you stimulate it, it feels like you have to pee, which in itself does not sound desirable. But if you continue stimulating that and you go to the bathroom before you do this activity so you know you don't have to pee, it comes from a same area and you stimulate it and stimulate it and stimulate it and stimulate it and you get through that feeling, you will have the most powerful orgasm you've ever had and it just makes your whole body tense up and release and you release a liquid that's water substance. It is not urine. If you have urine in your bladder, it could have urine in it. But if your bladder is empty, you will release, you will squirt this water out of your body when you have what they call a G-spot orgasm. When I learned how to do that, my clitoral and vaginal orgasms changed forevermore. And I didn't learn it till my 30s. I mean, I knew I knew there was a G-spot. I just didn't know where it was for me. Or I don't know where it was. I didn't know you could do that. So if I can say this, watching porn and seeing this happen multiple times okay i can't 
fathom. And maybe there's a great editor like you, D. But these women have a liquid in there that is amazing. That the amount of liquid that comes out multiple times is insane. It's crazy. Jesus Christ. I've been missing. Some women squirt, some women gush. But the thing is, is if you keep stimulating it, the liquid will keep flowing. Like it, it just keeps coming. So Jesus Christ, I'm 50 what, years old and that's the first time I've ever heard. <laughs> but what I learned, Monica, when I was doing this, what I learned is that every woman has the ability to do it. They just don't know it. Every I woman. So I bought myself a curved glass toy and I got a book about it and I just learned. And then I opened up a floodgate of sexual pleasure. Literally. Huh. <laughs> Brian, you need to go with, with Anne to the uh, yep. toy store and, and get to <laughs> it. But again, it's, it's not a comfortable agree. process at the outset because at the outset, when you stimulate the G-spot, you feel like you have to go pee. And nobody, you feel it's weird to continue pushing that sensation. You have to make sure that you use the bathroom first and you're sure your bladder's empty. And then you just have to get through that sensation. Because to hey, me, what follows is crazy. It, yeah, Tess, I'm telling you, it's the same thing. It's the same thing for the prostate, too. It we is have for to men make sure well. we evacuate. Absolutely. And you have yes. to be completely cleansed down there because it men, does give you the feeling like you have to use the bathroom. Men so, have a so. G-spot in their butt. Yep, they do. Their prostate is the same thing. No, it's the same thing for men. So, Tess, the... The one thing that came into my mind when you said you have to put your finger in there and hook your finger into the, you know, towards your pelvis bone, the first thing that came to my mind was, am I going to scratch myself up with my nail? Yeah. Well, you got to trim or your get nails. Or yeah. tunnel? Or use a no, tunnel. No, I'm not that. They have, they have G-spot stimulator toys if you don't want to use your fingers. It's actually easier because it actually hurts my wrist. Going in that uh, position hurts my me, wrist. Trust me, it hurts my wrist too because oh, sometimes you guys take <laughs> okay. a long time. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, it's, I prefer. A I don't have that kind of stamina. So even when I'm, you know, rubbing her and everything like that, it's exhausting. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, especially because we think that the best way to get somebody off is to try harder and harder and harder, and you're trying to keep up that hard pace for a long time. I read where you just you you first of all you start, and you were right. You curve the finger up for for all you mm -hmm. guys out there. You you insert your fingers, and I'm not saying to stick the whole hand in there. Just two fingers is fine. Just the fingers, but then. Mm -hmm. You hold it like a bowling ball, like, and you'll feel that pelvic <laughs> bone. You go behind it. You do the come here motion. Like you say, like, you know, you take your finger, you tell people, come here. Come well, here. you do that yep. very slowly and you'll feel it because it feels like it's ridged. It's ridged. Mm -hmm. It's very ridged. So you'll be rubbing your fingers across those ridges and you just mm -hmm. keep doing that slowly, slowly, slowly. And then the more that they're in tune to you and the more that they're feeling it, the quicker you open. go. Yes. They have to and be the quicker open you go, if they're not the quicker open. You go. And then you apply certain amounts of pressure and everything. But by the time that happens, oh, man, you, you, you got to work out. <laughs> you, it takes time for a woman's body to open up to that. If the woman's body's not opened up to it, it's a big deal. It's, yeah. It doesn't happen quickly. But once you open it up, then it's open. It's, like it's, it's almost like you're training your body to open that up. And then once it's open, it's open. See, the only thing disappointing me right now is that Emma is sitting there without a pad and pencil in her hand to take these notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the thing about a podcast is you can listen to it over and over again. True. Okay, very good. So make sure you do that. This all came from me, no pun intended, exposing myself to stuff and experience. You have to expose yourself to stuff where you never learn this stuff. You can live sleeping through your whole life. So for you, Em, when we're talking about all this stuff, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel like 
you know, you want to try to go out and learn this stuff or like you want to try to open up? Do you not know how to open up? I want to go try it. Like, even though parts aren't working right on me, like I've never had sex this good in my life. Like, I'm excited about it and I want to learn more about it. So that's why I've started listening to podcasts and stuff and trying to figure stuff out because I want to know more and it feels really good. So, yeah, I'm up for trying anything. Well, just for the record, when she said this never had sex this good, she she met me. We, we got, got that, that. Brian. We got that. You're stud. <laughs> okay, just one for the record. If you're interested in the G spot thing, look up Deborah D E B O R A H Sundahl S U N D A H L Deborah Sundahl. Here's the thing that got me: Do I have the type of sex where I want to squirt all the time? No, it's a fucking mess. I don't do that all the time. But I'll tell you something: <laughs> that my clitoral orgasms changed. Like it used to be that I'd have an orgasm and then it would get too sensitive to touch, and then I'd be done. Now. Ever since my 30s, when I discovered how to squirt, now if I have an orgasm, as long as I keep touching it, I keep coming wave after wave after wave after wave. It opened up multiple orgasms. So Never honey, had wow. that before. I don't want you ever to worry about making a mess. Okay, we can always go wash the sheets. <laughs> don't worry oh. about that. Sweetie, when it okay? comes to squirting, you're going to so go through multiple free? layers. Yeah. <laughs> get, some, get thick towels, I guess. You need a rubber, <laughs> you need a rubber sheet or pad or something. Because oh, it, it goes care. down several Honey, whatever layers. we need to get you, I don't want you to feel that the mess is a problem. So whatever you need, <laughs> I'll provide it. All right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fun to explore. That's all. Like, the whole point of all this is to just have the experience. Tess, do you it's think it fun. goes away for women who are nearing menopause? Well, I haven't hit menopause yet, so I can't, I know women tend to experience some dryness and I don't know how their desire is impacted. Um, but again, I think a really big part of that is if you just, if you're just depending on your body alone, yeah, I think you can have challenges for sure. But I don't know, like I haven't gotten there yet and I know I'm very mentally involved in sex. So I don't know if that makes a difference or not. For the record, she talks to me. She asks me questions. I tell her time, if you want me to do something, just say it. It's not going to embarrass me. You know, so going out there for other people, like in men and women, if there's something that you like, tell your partner it's okay. And if that person is not responsive or receptive to that, then that ain't the right partner. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. You need to be as open same, as you yeah. possibly can. Yeah. But what if they're married? What if they're married? Yeah. What do you mean? What if now, that's married? a whole new set of problems, Monica? You, you shouldn't. You talk about sleeping with married people or being with married person. No, I'm oh, saying that. What person. if the person? What if you're you're married to your partner and you ask them to do a freaky thing and they don't want to do it? What do you do then? Well, yeah. By that time, that's that's your problem at that point. You, know, <laughs> well, you, should, think, you should know what your partner is sexually like before you marry them. Well, what if I made no, that what mistake? What if you weren't open-minded when you married them? It's right? not that cut and dried. I mean, well, how many that people... was for me because I went through that. I married my best friend. I didn't marry my sexual partner. That's why I'm kind of divorced right now because <laughs> it wasn't what I wanted. I would say that you could you always should be able to start with a conversation with your partner if there's stuff you want to explore. If a partner flat out rejects it, then, you know, that becomes a bigger conversation. Maybe you need to speak to a counselor or what, because the bottom line is everybody wants to live life having good experiences, having a partner who cares about wanting to make them happy, sexually happy, happy in their life, support them, do what they want. I mean, to me, it's a bigger issue if your partner won't even consider a conversation about it. That is true. True. Very true. And my girl is open to any conversation, which is why I adore her so much. That's my girl. <laughs> I am. I still get embarrassed to bring it up, though. 
That was my next question. Do you feel embarrassment to bring up crazy topics to Brian? Yeah, I do. That's insane. So knowing I'll who I am, it. right? I can I completely relate with him. I have those feelings too. I know it, it's 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 in your gut. It's like it's a, not because of Brian. It's, hard. it's because you're not comfortable bringing up crazy no. topics, right? Yeah, exactly, totally. yeah. exactly. It has nothing to do with Brian. So the bottom line, Emma, is if you guys start doing it together, it'll become more and more comfortable. Maybe you don't bring up what you want to do. Maybe you just start watching some stuff together. And then afterwards, he turns to you, you turn to him and say, what did you think of that? Did that turn you on? Did it not turn you on? You just start exposing yourself to stuff together. And that's how you grow together. Yeah, because, you know, at this point, she understands, like, she comes first in my world. Nobody in my life takes precedence over this woman right now. I feel the same way with her. Like, apart from the kid, which <sighs> I hate buying for that time, but I have to. I know I come first in her world. This is like one of the first people I've ever been with in my entire life where I do feel like I come first. You guys could set up a thing once the baby's down. Like, okay, 8 o'clock, 15 minutes. We're going to spend 15 minutes. We're going to read an erotic story together. Or 8.30 this night, we're going to watch this movie, and it's a sexual movie, and we're going to see what we think. You know, just set up some time that you dedicate when there is no distractions towards, you know, I don't know how often you want to do it. That depends on the couple. But well, why don't you ask her out and she wants to do it? <laughs> You're the one that gets tired and has to go home early. <laughs> like, get your bedtime. At 1130. At 1130 at night. <laughs> oh, you're the one that gets tired and has to go home early. Yeah, I have to drive home at 1130 at night and then try to go back to bed because I just drove home wired, you know, and then it's one o'clock in the morning and I got to get up at six to go to work. Yeah, when it gets tired. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely time that you guys can find that is a good good time for both of you. Yeah, we can. I'm sure there when is. When we first started dating, yeah, I was over there at 8.01, <laughs> like waiting for that kid to go to bed. So I'm as like, the baby went to bed. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, boom, let's go. I'm not saying that we don't still do that because we have a very sexual life together. We're always having sex. You know, I, I we have the time. It's just she needs the time to get all of that crap out of her head. That's what I think the problem is. I don't I'm dumb. I'm a guy. I don't have anything in my head. You women have all this stuff in your head. Well yeah. Women need to switch into their bodies. They need time to do that. Yeah. But again, I, I you can, there's things you can do for that, you know? It doesn't help her to know that I bitch all the time about everything. One so, of yeah. the things you can do <laughs> for her to decompress is I know it's hard with a six-year-old child because they're constantly doing things that rile you up. But one of the things you could probably do to help her decompress is try your best not to get angry at the child a certain time before she goes to bed. Because if like right before you guys are about to have sex, there's been an incident with the child where, you know, she was crying or something, that's going to affect him. She's going to be still holding on to that. Oh, I get that. I so mean, tr maybe, you know, try to see how to make it so that maybe start, you know, winding things down with the child like an hour before or something. So I think we've gotten good at that. Like, I don't get mad at the kid anymore. Like, like I said, the last few mm -hmm. weeks to a month, I've been really damn good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm hoping that that will help loosen her up, too. That's one less thing to worry about. Now exactly. she's got her, her her website is up for her um for her job. Now she could take that off the books, right? She you know obviously has to keep working at life and and building relationships and stuff. But I like to think that I take a lot of stress away from her. Am I lying at that? Nope, you do. Yeah, like by washing dishes, making sure the kitchen's clean, things like that. Yeah, access service, the love language. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Very true. 
you know, and then even her, she's not a self-promoting um, person that says, oh, I'm going to love you. I'm going to, I'm romantic and this and that. She'll tell you, I'm not the most romantic person in the world. But now that I've been with her for so long, she's doing romance. She's, she's writing me letters, giving me cards, brought me a popsicle today. I don't know if she wanted to shove it up a butt or not, but it was definitely a tiny little popsicle that I was like, look at <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, maybe. He's speaking what she wanted or what you wanted. Shove this in his mouth. Maybe she wanted to shut you up. (laughs) Hey, Monica, Monica, either hole would have shut me up. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And sometimes you just need to say it out loud. Like for me, because my work is so stressful that there's times where I get home and I'll just be like, I need to decompress. I need to change my headspace. Like you can just say it out loud sometimes. And when they hear it, like when Brian hears it, he might be like, okay, how can we do that? Or he might have an idea how to do that. I feel bad, hon. I feel like we brought you on this show and we did all the talking. What what do you want to say about the whole thing? I think some of the problems in my head, more so than like life as a single mom or just insecurities about like, am I pleasing you? Oh, you're pleasing me. You ain't got to worry about that. I finish all the time, (laughs) hon, remember? <laughs> I don't want anybody to think that she's a prude because I tell you what, when I go over there, she's all over me. Am I lying? Right. Right. It's like she's always like, you know, let's make out. Let's do this. Let's do. I mean, she is physical. You know, it's awesome. I love it. Like I said, it, you know, the desire is so, there. That's huge. That's great. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, two two husbands later, which, you know, I always joke around. It's like, look, <laughs> I know you have a, you know, you're a widow, but I don't, I've never see the first one either so she might she might be a black widow for all i know i don't know i tease her about it all the time (laughs) so yeah she seems awfully sweet for that brian they all are right (laughs) look out it's always the quiet one watch your back (laughs) (laughs) so you got anything else you want to say hun you you know we got you on the show you want to open up you want to ask any questions yeah a question's on my mind from before what you were saying about the saliva smell, does that mean you don't like blowjobs or you don't like getting kissed after No, them? I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Does nobody know what that smell is like? Does anybody know what that smell is like? Am I the only one? <laughs> I know, you're talking I know about. but you're kind of particular. So I was wondering if that's something that bothers no, I, you. No, trust <laughs> I mean, me. If I no, did. no, no. You do a wonderful job down there. You're pretty amazing at that, which makes me think maybe she only had eight partners, but she seemed like she had a lot more dicks in her mouth. So <laughs> I know. I'm just saying Brian. she's really good at it. Well, women are good at what they love. Maybe she just loves it. Do you love it? Is it well, on your to-do list, honey, or no? I listened to a podcast because I was trying to learn more because <laughs> I'm not like that's another insecurity. I never know if I'm doing it right or not. So I listened I to a podcast woman. and it said like, the way that you give a good blowjob is to actually enjoy it. So that's what I've been trying to do. Trying right. to do? Does this come natural? No, because usually I'm just worried about if I'm doing it right or not the whole oh, time. Oh, okay. Now she's okay. just wor- now she's just letting herself have the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know when I go when I down on her, I'm like I'm enjoying the moment. I love it. She's so clean and perfectly groomed. It's amazing, honey. You're amazing down there. Get a room, guys. Men and women alike can tell if the person going down on them likes it or not. It's just really obvious. Look at her. She's so embarrassed. It's great. (laughs) I saw once on a TV show where they said that men actually release testosterone on their penises. And that can be like a fair, you know, like a a pheromone for women. Oh, yeah. Pheromone for women. Yeah. Like it, 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 it will increase their pleasure and their desire there you go honey you hear that right there could be some pheromones coming out there mingling with the saliva smell yeah (laughs) so for the listeners out there obviously we don't know jack shit about shit except we've lived our own lives and we have our own experiences (laughs) 
And if you have any questions, <laughs> thank you, Tess. That's very good. Comments, and you well, want for the any record, advice? I do know what squirt meant. Obviously, we all have strong opinions because we've lived our lives. We have lots of experiences, and our email door is always open. People want to reach out and they want to ask questions or tell us we don't know what we're talking about or whatever. Always inviting our listeners to write, get in touch with us, get in touch with us on socials. Uh, and then, and I'm same for you, you know, like I'm always here and I'm sure Monica's always here. If you ever want to talk to us off the podcast, we're here, <laughs> we are women to women. You know, I think it's been really cool that you're willing. No judgment. No judgment. Us. I think it's really cool that you're willing to, first of all, let Brian talk about all the stuff he talks about, but then come on here yourself and talk about your own experiences. I think it's really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't talk about them with anybody, so it's a big step. <laughs> yeah, she and, and I had sure. warned her from day one what type of person I am, and also that we were going to start this podcast. And I said, "Look, I'm sorry, you're you're going to be probably brought up on it. Um, you're going to know everything about me there is to know because I have no filter." I said, "Are you okay with that?" She's like, "Absolutely, hundred percent." She is so. I think I said okay. Yeah. But that's... <laughs> what? She's like, do I have a choice? <laughs> well, yeah, she did have a choice. I'm kidding. I haven't told her. If you hear, if you, you know, we talk about this podcast and you don't feel comfortable at the end, we won't air it. And she's like, no, I think I'm okay. You know. Yeah. Look, two husbands, one of them deceased, having a child. You know, it's it can't be easy. And I even told her from the start, I didn't really want to date her because she had she had a kid. That was not that she had a kid, but she had a kid so young. She just kept coming around and coming around. And <laughs> hooked you. She, she hooked, hooked you. Saying all the right things. And I told her the other day, you know, it hooked me when you said to me, what? What did you say to me? Well, <laughs> you could say it. We were about to get intimate. He like I met, I knew that he was seeing other people too, and I said, just don't give me an STD. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew he had to get his wild oats out. Yes, I was yet. not ready yet. But I tell you what, she allowed me to just live so I could find myself. And when she said that, it was like, oh my god, this is this is the person. This is the person, you know. And we've been together ever since. And I zipped it up, and I've been in that foxhole with her, and only her. I got your back, baby. It's awesome. <laughs> That is throw, awesome. Monica, I'm going to throw milk all over that back. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to say in closing, thank you, Em, for coming on the show. You are like my heart and soul. You are everything to me. And, you know, I can't wait to see, you know, forget sexually. Okay, because that will come, you know, I, I understand that. But I can't wait to explore this world with you. And uh, We have plans to take vacations together. We're going to Yosemite this weekend to go camping. She's got me sleeping in a fucking tent. Okay? That should tell you how much I love this woman. I'm looking forward to the adventure, baby. I'm on the M train, so don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> love you, too. Okay, you guys are cute. You guys are definitely cute. Thank you, M, for being on the show. And, and Tess, you're right. We are not trained psychologists nope. on this show or anything. Nope. All we know is what we've lived what we felt throughout our 50 years. Yeah. We're just bringing our experience. That's it. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like we have to remind people of that. We don't think we're experts. Oh, I do. No. <laughs> Master of your own universe, anyway. Oh, no, she said it. She said it. He's amazing. She said it. I, I, I'm very skilled. <laughs> Brian is going to go into work tomorrow with the biggest head ever. I hope you can get in through the doorway, Brian. <laughs> I'll manage, Monica. I'll do okay. 
But I also like to thank you guys, too, for coming up with questions for him, you know, talking about it with her, I think, and offering your advice and stuff offline. And if anybody else, like Tess said, if you guys want to write in and give her advice, I would love it. Or if you want to just tell me I'm an a-hole, shut my mouth, I'd love that, too. (laughs) Yeah, advice would be awesome. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. We can't wait to hear all this goes, Em. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, well. Video. Video. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, I'm no. excited to try it, though. Not the video. Oh, the damn it. Not I was like, the video. Three oh, years we were right there. I thought, well, look at this. She's going to do it. We were oh, so, so close. close. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. All right, baby. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Sorry okay. about the kid no noise. No worries. <laughs> You're talking to two moms. Bothers you we guys know. more than us. You know what I forgot to mention during the show? The, the date. We were going to, it was like a topic i completely forgot to bring it right okay we still want to hear it it's it was the second date actually and it went pretty good um we talked a lot we didn't have sex or anything (laughs) well we figured that much (laughs) if you would have came on this show and didn't say that you had sex i'd be so disappointed right now (laughs) no we had our first date like two weeks ago and then we just had the next date uh to this sunday i could see like if we met like you know in a situation where it was like a job or or just through friends we could be really good friends because we talked really well like our conversation just flows really easily so that's nice we started with friends you never know maybe he'll be on the show talking about he has a hard time orgasming you never know (laughs) (laughs) but i'm also like it's funny because i'm still at bubble and i since not anything serious with this guy i started talking to another guy and this one the one i'm talking to on bumble is really funny so i sent him a note i think we were talking about beaches because he likes the beach i love the beach too and i at the end of at the end of one of my texts i asked him a question and somehow i accidentally pressed the letter so i call my boys papa that's my term for my sons my daughter i call mama my boys i call papa so I must have pressed the P and I guess it had the word Papa saved as like a default word. So when I sent the text at the very end, it said Papa. And I was like, I said, I was like, oh my God, this is like the second text I'm sending you. And I said, Papa. And I wrote to him, I said, oh, I said, please ignore the word Papa at the end. I must have pressed some combination that was weird. <laughs> and he wrote back. It's okay. You can call me daddy. Oh, yeah, I been like I would have totally been all over that. Oh yeah, I'll be your. Father. I thought it was so funny, and I he won me over. Oh, that's great. So I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. What were you saying, Tess? Tess, what was I saying about Weston? Demetrius asked, "Who are you gonna fuck first? I don't know yet. That's right. I think Demetrius asked that. I don't think I did. Yeah, who was more fuckable? Was it was it funny or was it conversation? Conversation right now. So, but 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 I haven't met funny. Convo gonna get so. Convo gonna get so. <laughs> All right, kids, let me get out of here. Let me go. They're outside. All right. Okay. No spawn. Spent too long. Okay. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. That concludes our show for today. We want to shout out to our producer D for making this all possible. And to you, our listeners, well, we hope you found today's show interesting. We sure did. Do you have advice for M or any questions for us or something you want to hear about? Email us at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at 2.5chicks. We are always looking for new guests to come on and chat with us. Check back weekly. New shows are coming. Talk to you soon.